Your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. If you have any correspondence or inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network, you can send them to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216. On Instagram, it's hashtag Warren Radio. LinkedIn, use hashtag Watchman. And you can join us on USA.life or MeWe by using hashtag Warren Radio. And you can join us on Parlor by using at Watchman DGS. And also Cloud Hub by using at Warn Radio. You can listen to the shows on through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn. Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Podchaser, and Deezer. You can also listen to the shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And there's some special events and celebrations coming up this month. The eve of September 18th through the evening of September 19th is the Feast of Trumpets, and it's also the New Moon. And the eve of September 27th to the evening of September 28th is a Day of Atonement, the High Holy Days from Trumpets to Days of Atonement. And the October evening, the 2nd to the Evening of the 10th is the Feast of Tabernacles. So those are some events to look forward to. And be sure to take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchman. This one is um, found on warn-usa.com. Israel, Israeli Middle East struggle for peace with people who want no peace. Israeli Middle East has been the hot spot of trouble for many years, trying to find an Israeli Middle East peace with people who want no peace is impossible. Sustainable Delusion This is an article on the book of Steal the Darkness, and you can find that on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Sustainable Delusion 
it is evident that such an event and the work to deceive would be impossible. However, it is a sustainable one. Also, bold justice, judgment, and mercy. This is found on DanaGlennSmith.com. In time, judgment, justice, and mercy will arrive. Today, it is hard to find mercy, let alone justice, in the earth. Many follow that which seems right in their own eyes. This path will lead them to destruction. And now I welcome in the watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, uh, you know, if I don't see what, pay any attention to what's going on around uh, America and ignore everything that Schumer and Pelosi says and absolutely don't go by any social media or read any posts whatsoever, totally keep everybody away from me and never have a phone call, <laughs> I think then there wouldn't be any bad news. <laughs> yeah. There is good news. The Lord's on the throne. But boy, when you... You know, the things that Schumer and Pelosi were saying today and all the rest of the stuff, I I, I wasn't on there, you know. I I looked at some of the stuff early this morning, and I have to go by our, our social sites because we've really picked up a lot of people that are following our pages. By the way, we do have now a special page for the Watchman Institute on MeWe, and we're, we're getting more and more people following us and joining us there. We also have a Christian chat there, and uh, I don't I don't have time to any chat. You know, the people chat. I guess they chat amongst themselves. They don't chat with me because I don't have time to chat. So, yeah. Uh, at any rate, you know, doing good, but it just you know, uh, you, like you and I have talked. Uh, you know, Tower and I have dealt both with the New and the Old Testament for a long time. And any time you get in the prophets and you begin to look around at nations and you see what America is happening in America and everything that's going on, you see judgment, don't you? Yeah, you do. That's yeah. why you can't let these things bother you. You have to stay focused on the Lord and believe because all this negative stuff will tear a person down and discourage you and that's why you have to focus on the Lord put the blinders on and don't look to the right or to the left well, you know, these that, things will discourage you that's what Schumer and Pelosi have and a lot of others they have blinders on their eyes but that is blinders to the real truth yeah you know and and that's really the struggle you you have a dichotomy in the world, not just America, because we see it, and <clears throat> we've talked about this, you know, the dichotomy, if you look in 
um, Nigeria, for instance, uh, you know, we were reporting in our show last night how many, 500? Um, uh, they've killed a whole bunch in Eritrea. Oh, it's and, horrible. And the government never does anything about it. So whenever you find a government, and China, look at China. Yeah. Uh, Pelosi said China was great, and uh, China is uh, prosecuting, uh, persecuting Christians, closing down, have closed down churches. Making, they, making them get abortions. They've uh, imprisoned the Uyghurs for a long time. And uh, see, the problem is the governments in many cases. And today in America, the problem is part of our uh, part of our government. We have an entire House of Representatives, most of them, who... Uh, you know, our run of the mouth. We ought to call them run of the mouth one Pelosi, run of the mouth two Schumer, and go on down the line. And then you get into the news media that refuse to even report the truth. And and uh, then, of course, you've got the whole issue of what's right and what's wrong. And as Christians, we follow biblical processes. And uh, uh, even uh, Franklin Graham's talked about this, uh, you know, when you get into the, the gist of it, you know. Uh, I read uh, this week, you know, how uh, there was uh, a certain church that wanted out of uh, the Methodist church. Now, I don't think it was in America. It was in another, uh, I'm not sure where it was, but I remember that they got out of it because uh, they believe that homosexual marriage is okay, and they had a whole bunch of homosexuals in their churches. And, uh, of course, Methodist Church, the main one, wouldn't budge on it, so they left the denomination, and it was amicable. But, see, they they split off. So, you know, somewhere along the line, you know, everybody needs to be ministered to in some way. But, you know, when, when you get in America, we have got a pile of problems and around the world. It's not just America. And so while we do talk about judgment, and we've been in Isaiah's prophetic book, we're, we're actually dealing with judgment on other nations, not just Israel. So it's very important to pick up on those things. So I'm going to do this in a minute. Uh, you got something you want to cover here? Yes, tonight the, um, on Battle Lines, the Watchman teaches on Crown of Punishment, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 62. And now back to you. Okay, well, we'll do this. She's already told you the title, and uh, you know, see you on the other side. Yep. You know, the bottom line to this is, is, is this week the title, uh, and this is uh, kind of like uh, a meta metadata uh, that uh, you put in things in order to kind of define things and. The crown of punishment last week was actually the crown of pride, Uh, and that was part 61. Crown of pride was last week, Isaiah's prophetic book, part 61. This is crown of punishment, part 62. So you have a crown of pride and you have a crown of punishment. Which one do you want to wear? Most people wear a crown of pride. But when your pride gets in the way uh, of God and your sins, then you uh, you have a major issue here. And so the crown of punishment arrives when that crown of pride is removed. Or we could say, well, the crown of pride is removed as soon as punishment comes. Because when punishment brings you low, there's uh, very few people are going to rejoice in it, uh, you know, and just be absolutely glad that punishment has come and destroyed the country and, you know, the 
you know, the Babylonians have come in and they raped and pillaged and they've destroyed the temple and killed the temple priests and the prophets and uh, uh, <coughs> blinded the king and killed his sons. And no, there's nothing, there's nothing to uh, be uh, proud of. I mean, until that judgment arrived, they had pride. In America, we have pride in being American. We have a lot of pain. We have uh, gay pride. We have, uh, you know, pride in our football teams. We have pride in everything. You know, there, there's, a, there's a little bit of pride for everything that man does. Uh, and God pretty much allows us to, you know, there's people that are proud that he proud and have pride that they're Christians or they're going to a certain church. But pride becomes a sin when it enters in between you and God. And uh, so we do run into problems there. You know, pride is just one of those human things that uh, do, uh, that, that does get us in trouble. And, uh, and so we get over here to the crown of pride, the drunkards of Ephraim shall be trodden under feet. And we've been talking about that poor Ephraim. Um, you know, there's a whole teaching on Ephraim. And, and I've taught on it before. And, uh, you know, Ephraim actually had uh, the same blessings that in him all the nations would be blessed. Uh, and it's actually in the line of Ephraim that we do see the Gentile nations, the Gentiles themselves being blessed and coming out of. Uh, but it was also Ephraim in the, you know, as far as the one that had actually um, resisted and... Uh, was severely punished, had, had a lot of problems. Um, of course, they, they weren't exactly uh, um, pillars of the uh, community as far as keeping the law. They were the other way around. And so in when we look at that, <laughs> whenever we see drunkard, and, and we see this scenario in um, Revelation as well, where you have the whore in uh, Revelation 17. And uh, she represents, matter of fact, when John seen her, he, he stared at her and he was just amazed. Uh, and probably because of, of her appearance, he had never seen anything like that, especially a woman. And, uh, of course, remember, uh, this woman was riding the beast, which is, of course, the dark one. And uh, she... Uh, is the one that the devil uses to get the nations drunk under her spell. And so when we do talk about drinking, you know, the nations have a tendency to be drunk, so to speak, to be intoxicated with sins and iniquity. We're intoxicated today with our technology. We're intoxicated with... Uh, well, the, uh, let's say it this way, uh, a lot of uh, radical Muslims are intoxicated with the thought of having their religion, their faith, and Allah being the sole religion on the face of this earth. They're intoxicated with it. But uh, when you get into this, there's also those that within these states, they do get drunk. You know, they, they have been wealthy. They eat, drink, they're, they're merry, they have great vines, they've had a lot of wine made, a lot of other things, the, the harvests have been good. I mean, if you look at America, 
you know, we, uh, we have been drunk on life. Uh, you know, our Constitution uh, tells us that we have that right, you know, to be free and happy and a lot of other things. So people from around the world like to come here because they can have that freedom and free speech and live a life for them and their families. And all that's fine and good until it reaches the point of throwing off what God has commanded. And that's where Psalm 2 comes in. You know, why do the heathen rage and, uh, you know, the, the kings of the earth and the nations, they imagine a vain thing. They try to throw off this which God has laid down. Well, in Isaiah twenty-five twelve, the Assyrian king will be a medium or a tool of punishment hurling Samaria to the ground. Samaria here is Ephraim. So, they can, so that they tread the proud crown to pieces with their feet. And so you have that crown of pride, and, and when you get the daylights beat out of you and destroyed, that pride is no longer around. Uh, Isaiah 26, 5 says, And the fortress of the high fort of thy walls shall be brought down, lay low, and bring to the ground, even to the dust. Now you see, some of the greatest kingdoms on earth had that happen. Babylon had it happen. Nineveh had it happen. You know, the, the, the Assyrians, you know, they, at the, you know, in their life, they had been uh, formidable as far as being uh, warriors and conquerors. Uh, so was Babylon. And then, of course, there's Persia, Medo-Persia. And, of course, that was under Cyrus who dis- destroyed the Babylonians, uh, Babylon there, and sent, uh, commanded Israel to go. Uh, back to Israel and keep their, um, you know, rebuild their temple. And so, you know, this was a real big thing of conquering and God using various powers to bring about his will. But, you know, when we're talking, you know, big walls, we're talking big walls. I mean, we're talking things that are that are huge that uh, are real wide at the top of these walls. Uh, you, you would have watchmen at the top all around that that would keep an eye out and would call below and warn the others if something was coming. And so, uh, you know, he would have some kind of a device in Israel that he would have a shofar. He would, have, uh, he would blow it to warn them or if someone came or he would shout out loud to the gate down below but uh, they were the ones that would look out. And, and so the big problem you have is that you can also tell in the distance um, and over a period of time how close your enemies are. Because when they first come into a region, you begin to get reports by runner. And then you'll begin to see people fleeing and coming your way with all their goods and their families, and then, then you know it's getting, uh, the destruction's getting pretty good. You know, I mean, it's getting pretty bad in, in that respect. And uh, it's nearing, you know, when, when the first reports come, you can see the dust uh, many times. You can see the effects. Uh, the animals will be moving. They'll be getting away from the vast army. The army will be trodden, everything underfoot. Uh, it, you'll be able to feel the noise on the ground. There's a lot of signs, and 
you you just imagine that if you're in America and think of World War II and you think of the bombers. Now, see, America didn't have that problem. But if you were over in uh, in the U.K. during World War II, you knew what the sound of bombers were overhead. You knew what the sound of uh, bombardment was. You knew how quick an entire city block could be absolutely destroyed. Now, one of the one of the better series that uh, can be found on Amazon is Foil's War, who deals with uh, its historical, um, and and they they do a good job of, of portraying uh, how tough it was during World War II in the UK. You get over in Europe, and Europe was absolutely destroyed. And of course, when Hitler went around, he would take his tanks. He would have tank divisions. They would surround the town and blow the daylights out of it and go in. And, uh, and so there was a lot of things. When we talk about armies, we're talking about, you know, an aspect that can destroy your entire life. It can destroy everything. And so this is what Isaiah is dealing with in Isaiah 28 because he's dealing with and we've we've talked about this before about the problems that Ephraim had and and uh, Ephraim could not be trusted in regards to Judah. Uh, of course it was every nation for themselves and if Babylon was going to destroy Judah, Ephraim was going to do everything it can you know, it can in order to, to keep it from getting destroyed too. If it would have buddied up with uh, Jerusalem, uh, the king would have destroyed them. But a lot of these kings, when they'd go through the area, a lot of these armies, they would just take on whoever. You know, Egypt w was uh, affected as well as other other nations as well. I mean, there was no one, uh, you know, that was without it. And if you look as far as our history goes, and that's how Daniel prophesied as well, telling you all the various armies that were going to be conquering, you know, Alexander the Great and others. And even before Daniel even prophesied that, we had Genghis Khan and we had, during the Roman Empire, we had the Germanic tribes uh, that would come down, sweep down into the Roman Empire. This is common. And, and of course, you know, America has sat here for uh, many, many years and it's uh, and it has not had its... Uh, uh, towns breached or, or any other thing. I mean, during World War II, we had some Japanese try to take a little island. They was on it for a while. But, you know, make no mistake about it. America has never been trodden on before. And so whenever you get a crown of pride, though, and this is a warning to America. This is a warning to uh, all of our politicians. You know, don't get too high. You know, you need to stop with the wickedness. You need to stop with the pride. You need to stop what you're doing. You know, the Democrats are using uh, these punk kids to destroy everything. And there's one reason for it. They blame Trump for it, and they, they hope that it'll affect the election where he will get totally destroyed. But all of Trump's supporters know what the Democrats are like, so uh, that ain't going to have any effect. Uh, m most anybody with any sense knows what the Democrats are doing, and they're open about it. But see, the problem of it is the pride issue, you know, and we don't want to see that in America. I mean, you don't want to see America destroyed. I don't want to see it destroyed. But the bottom line of it is there comes a time in the nation and the nations of men when God will bring them to the ground. 
And in Isaiah's time, he was prophesying this ahead of time. Jeremiah actually went through it, and he was warning Israel. None of them, none of them was able to deter the judgment. Now, when you get to the Lord and, he, and he's there dealing with, uh, um, you know, the people that are there, he's, he's the Messiah, and he's coming, and he, he's going to be heading to the cross, but he dealt with all of them, you know, uh, including those sent from the high priest himself. And, uh, it, you know, he got into it with the lawyers. He'd call them snakes and vipers. And he talked to the children of Israel, said, you, when they said, we're of Abraham or Moses, he said, you're of your, uh, of your father, the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. <clears throat> and so, I mean, he really cut to the chase. And then when he wept over Jerusalem, he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you as a mother hand her, hand her, does her chicks? But before that, he said, you'd have none of it, so your house is left to you desolate. But before that, he was talking about the fact that you stone the prophets. That's how they dealt with him. We don't like you. Well, of course, Jeremiah, they didn't want to hear that either. Now, verse 4 says, and the glorious beauty which is on the head of the fat valley shall be a fading flower and as a hasty fruit before the summer. When he, when he that looketh upon it seeth it, while it is yet in his hand, he eateth it up. You know, <laughs> whenever I see stuff like this, I just, you know, it's just like, imagine everything totally destroyed. Now, see, I can kind of imagine that because we had a big storm here and lucky for us. We covered up some stuff and protected it, but there's a lot of stuff that we couldn't. There's too much of it. And uh, we managed to get the fruit in, but when the storm hit, it just leveled everything. I mean, the trees, everything got leveled. And you look out there now, everything is flat. That's what a storm does. Well, say you add an army, you add the judgment of God to a nation, and you imagine what God in his judgment could do uh, to your crops, to your homes, to your livelihood, not to mention the people that are going to die. I mean, we do not take the judgment of God serious enough. Now, it says here, as the hasty fruit before the summer... And in this particular, they use uh, like an early fig of this valley, a hasty fruit. Now, I like figs, but the thing of it is, is that uh, the gathering of them in this region is about in August. And, of course, that's about a, that was a month ago. And... Uh, And he says, in the glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fat valleys, that, that's abundance there, and shall be a fading flower. Why? Because the army marches through. And as the hasty fruit before the summer, when he that looketh upon it seeth it, while he yet in his hand he eats it up. Now see this, you know, you've been waiting for those figs. So as soon as you see them, you grab them and you eat one. You eat the fruit while it's there. 
so it is with all of this fat valley and all this glorious beauty uh, you know because of the sin that was involved and everything that was there before is suddenly consumed in a moment uh, and you, you think about it you know you think about how easy life can come and go you know and uh, you know as you, and of course, young people are dumb. <laughs> I say that lovingly. We're all dumb when we get young. We think we're going to live forever. And then life catches up with you, and you're supposed to be getting wiser as you get older. And you, you really learn, or you're supposed to learn, that there's more to life and there's more truth than what you've seen. Now in Second Kings, came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hosea, uh, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Shalmaneser, the king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years, they took it even in the sixth year of Hezekiah, that is the ninth year of Hosea, uh, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. Now that, that's the record in Second Kings that Samaria or Ephraim was taken. Now if you remember during the fact that uh, um, uh, Hezekiah was actually in reign, they actually came against Jerusalem and that's where the angel of the Lord uh, slew the army and they were never able to take it. Uh, so, so a lot of these stories are, are kind of interwoven. Um, I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing when we talk about this, because we're all, we are talking about, you know, the crown of punishment. And you know, that crown of punishment removes that crown of pride. And when it's done, there's nothing left. And if you have an abundant nation that has had all the blessings that God could give, and you suddenly turned against the Lord God, and judgment came. I mean, and you can see a little bit of this today. You can see it through these kids that's been robbing and pillaging and burning, beating up, uh, almost all the time they're beating up Trump supporters. I mean, these, these kids don't even care. They will shoot cops. Cops have been killed. Cops are quitting. I mean, you really do have a mess. And they swear that even if Trump wins, they're going to destroy the rest of America. Well, I got news for them. Many of them are going to get shot and killed because there's a whole bunch of patriots that are not going to give up their guns, that are not going to let a bunch of punk liberals and kids who have been taught by a bunch of idiot teachers. And, and I say that seriously. They've been teaching them the wrong stuff for many years, and they've been sneaking it in. And now you're looking at kids that are, uh, many there's a lot of them that are Satanists, a lot of them socialists. You know, when you get into socialism and communism, uh, 
these isms, these are humanistic. There's nothing glorious about, about them whatsoever, and they're atheistic. They're unbelieving. But yet in the midst of that, you can find believers. And so it, it's important for a nation of people to realize how quick it can come, the difference between life and death and blessing and cursing and judgment and not judgment. In that day, See, when you look at the portions that are getting destroyed, there's two kingdoms. There is Judah, the southern kingdom. And that was at Jerusalem. That was Benjamin, Judah, and the, and the priests and those who took care of the temple. The kingdom of Israel, known as Ephraim or Samaria, were the ten tribes. And so at the same time in that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty under the residue of his people. And of course, here... It's hard to believe that in judgment you can find mercy and you can find redemption. The whole of Judah being sent away for 70 years into Babylon was redemptive. The kingdom of Israel, however, sinned grievously and they were never restored. They were mixed in with the nations. And there's a bunch of scriptures about this. And yet, those ten tribes that made up the kingdom of Israel, people from those tribes are showing up today, and some of them are living in Israel today. They're being regathered. But you see, at, at the time of the destruction of the kingdom of Israel, Ephraim and Samaria, because of their sins and what they did, the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory over the residue of his people, his people, and here referring to Judah. And of course, this was... This was definitely, and, and when we look at this, we think of the reign of King Hezekiah, who um, was a good king. He it was prosperous. It was a, a good, uh, happy reign of uh, King Hezekiah. Uh, and the enemy that destroyed Samaria was destroyed, and this was while Hezekiah was king. I mean, God protected him. 
And so even Peter talks about this, and the apostles all bring this up when talking about redemption, that, you know, there's two aspects, even under grace and mercy. There comes a time when mercy and grace are over with, and you're going to be required to stand up before God for the things you've done in this body. And there's going to be a time when that Lord of hosts, which is the Lord over all agencies, and in the Old Testament, that's what we would look at and see. In the New Testament, Yeshua is going to be the one that has been given the reins as Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. In Revelation 22, he says, He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And you can read the other, uh, there's a couple of other little comparisons in there to that matter. And then he says, uh, For I come quickly and my reward is with me. And this is Yahshua talking, Jesus. And so he's going to be doing the judging. But there is that redemption, and redemption is is right here, right in front of us. And judgment is right there as well. And it just depends on what you've been doing. And so to teach an entire group of young people for many, many years that you can go out and pillage and you can kill people and you can have an excuse to kill people. You can have an excuse to burn businesses and rob people and and kill others and have cold blood on your hands uh, is is farcical. It's, it's the stupidest thing. But yet you have people in politics today and in the news that justify it as well as uh, in Hollywood. See, many people justify this destruction in order to uh, get it the way they want it. And so this is where you run into when you talk about the sins of a nation being pulled into one direction. Now, Ephraim w- uh, was pulled into a way away from the Lord God after Solomon had sinned. Now, Solomon, one of the greatest kings that's ever been, he was the son of David, and yet David was, was the warrior king. He was one of the greatest kings as well. Uh, nobody could defeat Israel when David was there. But because of the sins within the house, you had Israel divided into two houses. And, of course, Ephraim and Samaria pulled totally away and totally did their own thing in regard, and they disregarded the Lord God. And, and of course, even when Judah started sinning and falling away, um, Ephraim was not a friend, although they were brothers to him. And so th- there's a lot of sins in there. Sins can pull you away from the truth. You know, and, and this is the big problem with nations of men. And I'm telling you, you haven't seen any judgment in modern day like like we have really seen. Now, World War II, that's classified as a judgment upon humanity. That, that was definitely a judgment. But we continue to have wars now 
and we haven't had any major war for a while, and Trump has even been trying to get us out of everything else. But the bottom line of it is, is Israel was destroyed from within. The Roman Empire was destroyed from within. And so America, you are divided and being destroyed from within. And see, this is, this is the thing. With what kind of glue are you going to glue our country back together? Huh? What kind of glue? Are you just going to make a bunch of apologies and throw money at it and rebuild your cities and think that's going to work? You may win the election, but you're not going to heal your land. Only God can heal the land and only God can forgive. And see, these are the these are the issues. You can't just stick a country back together. You can't just heal a people. You can send them to psychiatrists. You can talk to them. You can give them wine to drink and so they can get drunk and forget. But only God can heal. Only God can clean and and take that heart that's hurt and divided and full of sin and heal it and cleanse it. So be careful while you're playing with nations. Be careful while you're saying it's okay to do it today when tomorrow it destroys innocent lives and you're going to look to the Lord God and say, who, me? I didn't do anything. And God will say, yes, you, you did it. And the thing I hate about going through this when we talk about the judgment that the prophets bring, you know, say, well, they deserved it. They're sinners. You're a sinner too, buddy. America is not clean. Neither is China. Neither is North Korea. Neither is Russia. Neither is the UK. There's not one nation on this earth that is clean before God right now. Not one. And you can take your religions. You can take your man-made denominations. You can take everything that people fight and die for and try to clean this world up. And you can find an antichrist that will come in and be powerful and deceive you and do signs and wonders. And in the end, he will go through the great tribulation and all the people with him will be cast into hell. And I'm telling you today that there is only one way and there is only one God. There was one God that ruled the nations in the time of Isaiah. And there's one God that's going to rule today and has been ruling and he has come to the point where he says enough and he's not going to play around with you and if you don't get anything out of this you need to understand God will not play around with you if you are serious in repenting and coming to God and healing him he'll be there but if you're playing around he knows for God shall not be mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. The punishment of, job, of judgment, therefore, the threat of loss, all of that would have been stopped if the people would have listened, repented, and turned to the Lord. That's all. Now, there are people on the streets today trying to get the word out so people will accept the Lord and repent. That's what this country needs. 
but there's many that won't listen. See, but in here, there is that redemptive aspect of all God's judgments. Because at, at one time, while he's judging this one kingdom of Ephraim, the northern tribes, he's having mercy on his people who are truly his people. We find that when Judah comes out of their own judgment after 70 years in Babylon, God judges the wickedness of Babylon and has mercy on his people Judah. And they have a deliverer in the name of Cyrus who tells them to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild it. Now see, that is, and you can find the redemptive aspect in everything God does. But see, from a kid and growing up, I've always heard these loud mouths who talk about God and his judgment and all of his jealousy and his rage. They have no clue as to the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that he has had mercy on. So it's time. You're going to have to make a choice. Now in Isaiah 4, 2 through 6, I really love this portion and I put it in there because it reminds me of redemption. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful. That branch is Yahshua. And glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy, even every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. And when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. Now pay attention to that because it purged the blood of Jerusalem. Whenever you shed innocent blood and you have murderers and stuff, the blood, this is in the law, the blood. God warned the children of Israel not to do what the other nations have done. He warned them and he made laws. So if the children of Israel had blood on their hands, they could take care of this through certain sacrifices so that because the blood once it the blood will defile the land and after a while the inhabitants of the land will be spewed out vomited out and that is a vomit when we talk about it is uncleanness and this is a judgment that is complete when it happens now here it's a spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning now now that's not good <laughs> The spirit of judgment is bad enough because it, there's that discernment of where you're going to stand. And the spirit of burning, um, that's an intense heat. The, the, this thing is, is in one of those categories, major category storm here coming, folks. It's time for you to repent because when the Lord's storm comes, 
we can remember Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you look into the apostles, they quoted about the judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. We can't even find a stick left from Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you read how the judgment hit with fire running along the ground and all the other stuff that hit, that wasn't a fun judgment. And you need to make sure that when judgments hit, you're not going to say, well, I'll just run over here and get away from it. No, it'll be everywhere. I've done this long enough to know. I can tell you that if you're in a country and God decides to judge it, there's only one place to find help, and that's on your knees before God. And, and matter of fact, he says, go in, you know, and hide until the indignation be overpassed. You're not going to get away with it. Get away from it, I mean. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow from the daytime, from the heat, for a place of refuge, for a covert from the storm and from rain. Now see, the Lord is our tabernacle. When we receive the Lord, our body is the temple of God. We have his spirit. But that's just temporal. That's temporary right now. Because one day you will be united with the Lord and you will have a new body and you will be in his presence and he will provide for you. In Isaiah 28, 6, and for a spirit of judgment... And see, this is another thing. We have uh, Israel had a bunch of judges in the land. <clears throat> and one of the things we see is that when God does do a spirit of judgment, determining good and evil, and also the judgment itself, when, when judgment comes, there is that truth that comes with it. And... I mean, we have this in America today. You know, the scripture talks about, if you get in the Gospels, talks about the unjust judge. We have a lot of unjust judges and politicians. Matter of fact, when we talk about judgment, many of them are lacking judgment. They don't know the truth, the spirit of the judgment. Is it right or wrong? Everybody can have a judgment, but the spirit of judgment says, is it right or is it wrong? And because of the judgment that comes and God bringing in a spirit of judgment, those who would normally sit in the gate to judge in the city in Israel's day or even in some of the other places, um, they would be able to give you the truth. <clears throat> and of course... Israel had a lot of blessings with that, that, especially under David. And in 2 Samuel 11, 23, um, and of course they went up against their enemies and a messenger came and talked to David and he said, the men prevailed against us and came out unto us into the field and we were upon them even unto the entering of the gate. So they wound up right at the entering of the gate. 
And there's one thing about David. He was a warrior. But the thing of it is, is America, we've kept them out of our gate. They have not entered into this country, you know, through war. But they've entered in during times of peace. They've entered in through interactions in our political climate. We have people that belong to communist parties here that openly call for rebellion. We have groups of young people roaming your streets calling for the burning down and destruction of America, and yet they don't even know what they're talking about. They think they do, but they're, they're blinded. There's no place for them to go. And all of this phony stuff of socialists or whatever country they uh, type they have planned is not going to work. You see, all of this is just vanity. God could indeed destroy you to where there's not a morsel left among you. Not a morsel. He could have done that to Israel. But he didn't. And see, the good thing about this, when we really, you know, read this and, and think about this, is that we need to be careful of the decisions we make in our personal lives. And we need to think about what we do in our national aspect. And the judgment on this country has been going on for a lot of years. But I shudder to think reading the prophets and also looking at the warnings that the apostles give. How blinded we are. And that's why Franklin Graham stands out unless God can heal the land there is no hope. That's why he's going on a prayer, uh, a big prayer march in Washington, D.C. coming up. That's why you see certain, certain people on the streets preaching and teaching and trying to... It's like trying to patch up the holes in a boat when the boat is sinking. It's a little late. We should have been doing this many, many years ago. But I believe and I pray, Father, in your judgment, remember mercy. Give us time to turn this around. Help us to have a right heart and a right attitude. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless your word to those who hear us whenever they do. Dear God, help them. Help them to be prepared. Help them to know you through Christ our Lord. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from this family, from our Warren Radio websites, 
from all those who hear this broadcast and from them in their lives and their families. In Jesus' name, you are bound. Bless these people. Therefore, Father, guide their steps. Amen. Okay, Tower. Okay. Sorry. So that was good. I enjoy that. Kind of scary, some of that stuff, though. It is. We'd all just love to live our life in peace and not have any issues or problems. But unfortunately, that doesn't work. Well, you know... You know, it's been a long time that we've been warning. I know. And and as far as being divided, this is the worst that you and I have seen. We've been together over four decades. Yeah, a lot's happened. And this is the worst we've seen it. And it, it's not just us. I mean... You and I report on the rest of it around the world. And, you know, when you see these things, it's time. It is. <laughs> Hopefully people will wake up and get off the fence and start, make that decision to live for the Lord, no matter what. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, no matter what. We're coming down to the end, you know. It's We're living in the last of the last days. Well, you know, I we've, we've talked about that so much. But yet there's people that don't believe that. And there's people today that really do not see the things we see. I know, it's hard to believe. And uh, people have to make up their own mind. That's right. You know, they do. You know, I, I can't straighten them out. They've got to get it themselves and straighten it out with the Lord. Yep, themselves. he knows how to reach them. Yep, he does. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay, well, thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. Please stay safe, be careful in all you do, and seek the Lord and pray for your brethren. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, pass them on to your friends. Join us on the social media. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.